the hottest music podcast in the Midwest. Yeah. You are now listening to Loud Radio. This is Loud Radio. K-E Loud. Yo, yo, hair long, nails deep. She only want her own, shawty selfish. She been on her own, don't know what help is. She came a long way from helpless. I like your efforts, it's crazy. Feeling yourself as a lady. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Loud Radio. I go by the name of She Fair. I am your host, your DJ, and your producer. Today, I have a special guest on the show. Go ahead and introduce yourself and say what's up to the people. Hey, what's up? My name is Lupita Avalos. I'm born and raised in Milwaukee. Uh, excited to be here. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> your first time guest, you know. <laughs> uh, it's for been sure. a long time coming. You know, I've been trying to set this up and. uh I'm just glad we're here, and I'm glad I got you on the show, because now 
I get to um, show my listeners something a little different. You know what I'm saying? You're giving my platform the opportunity to do that. So I just want to thank you for that. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, you know, I, I am a financial representative and I feel like financial literacy is super important. So I'm definitely excited to, to be on this podcast and share a little bit more on that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, now, anytime I have a new guest on the show, I love to get their background story for the listeners out there. So give us a little educational history on yourself. Where'd you go to school uh, throughout your life? For sure. Yeah. So like I said, born and raised in Milwaukee, product of MPS. Um, so growing up, I went to two different grade schools. I uh, went to Roosevelt for middle school um, and then Riverside for high school. Uh, from okay. there, I had the opportunity to participate in like federally funded programs that help with like low income minority students to get them to further their education. So through that, I was able to get into Marquette. Um, so that was that was a big blessing for me. Graduated college, um, did that whole thing. That whole time, didn't really know what I wanted to do, to be honest. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. <laughs> when I was in school, yeah, I had no clue. I went uh, undeclared, it wasn't, right? <laughs> right. Undeclared, undecided. So. They said that was like the most popular major in college. <laughs> undecided, undeclared. I believe uh, they, they told you, you know, gr- well, growing up, I was told lawyer, doctor. That's it. Right. So then when I started school and they gave me a list of 300 plus majors, that was eye opening because I didn't know I had that choice. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, long story short, I ended up graduating with a degree in international affairs and HR. Um, again, graduated, not sure what I was going to use the degree right. for. <laughs> uh, got into recruitment just on accident, worked in human resources for different companies for about seven years. Um, and it works because I, I'm a big people person. If I can talk to people all day and do that for a living, that I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm helping people find careers. Cool, right? Um, so that, that worked out really well for me. Um, but something was missing. Like, I'm very passionate about my city. Um, I love the people here. I, I like I'm advocating Milwaukee all the way, local business owners, all that. Uh, so I really felt like I needed to move into something where I was making a bigger impact uh, on my community. Okay. So, yeah, that that kind of awesome. summarizes me. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good little yeah. educational history. That, like I said, I can relate to it 100%. When I was in school, I really, especially coming out of high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Didn't know um, just what career path. I know I wanted to do business or something with business or management, mm-hmm. but it was just like all so many things I wanted to do, you know what I'm saying? And it was just hard to find what I wanted to do in school because it was a lot of distractions in school at the yeah. same time. So <laughs> for sure. And now that you bring that up, actually, so I, I was raised by a single mom, the youngest of three. And um, we grew up on the South side of Milwaukee. Our house is still there, fifth and grant <laughs> mm. <laughs> and um, by the St. Josephat's Basilica. So not yeah. the best neighborhood, but that, that was where I grew up. And my mom was a hustler, you know, and that that's all I saw. She was working night stays like nonstop. And so when I went to college, although I had the financial aid available, mm. um, what was ingrained in us was work. You, you got to right. go to school, but you got to work, too. So there is a point where I had three jobs in college. Um, I was commuting, um, still staying with my mom. And I, you know, I try to pick up that that hustler mentality, too. Um, so when you say distractions, that was definitely big for me, like trying to find that balance of like, OK, let me let me do good in school. But I also need to make my own money because I'm an adult now. Right, you know, I didn't yeah. have the luxury of just 
being a full-time student and partying and that's right. it that was my the life. clock was ticking at that point you know right, <laughs> right exactly so give us a little work history as well before you got into your current position that you're in now. So like you said, you were born and raised uh, here in Milwaukee. So uh, what are some of the places you worked at? Okay. So I started working when I was 14 and I started at a nonprofit on the south side of Milwaukee as well. Um, sort of as like a youth leader, tutor, um, helped around with like teen nights. And um, it was a safe space for youth to just go and do homework, interact with others, um, we had like b-boy nights, open mic nights. That was like when when those community centers brought people in the neighborhood together right. and really gave um, those that were kind of at risk uh, to violence a safe haven. Um, mm-hmm. So I started there, um, worked at like random odd jobs like Chuck E. Cheese, uh, retail, like Boston store, yeah. um, even got into hospitality and did the, the dirty work where I was like bartending, serving worked a lot of the festivals and the fairs, um, pretty much whatever it took, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I don't regret any of it because all of those like odd jobs built me today. Like it taught me how to work with different personalities. It taught me work ethic, what it means to show up to a job on time. Um, mm-hmm. you know, how to, how to work your way up through a job. Um, all right. of that. I feel like everybody needs to work either in retail or hospitality at least once in their life. Absolutely. Cause that it teaches teach you everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that will teach you all the patience you need to know to get through the rest of your life. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So did all that. And then, um, through college, one of my courses required us to pick up an internship. And so I did a HR internship, uh, super part-time, and that putting that on my resume opened up doors like after graduation. So I was um, pretty much recruited left and right from from different recruitment companies through LinkedIn, actually. So companies okay. were finding me on LinkedIn. They like the recent grad title. I'm bilingual as well. And a lot of companies mm. need that yeah. um, when they're hiring staff, you know. So um, I just kind of landed positions. I, I never really like sat down and applied for jobs. There were just opportunities and I would never say no. Right. Just um, fell in your lap, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I mean, gratefully, right. They, right. they were just opportunities that came up. Um, I was never one to be like, Oh no, like that's too much work or these hours suck right. because my mom, you know, like I said, ingrained in us, like you work, just you gotta get you gotta it. Do. You gotta get on your grind every right. day. Exactly. Exactly. So that's that's my background before the financial world, of course. Okay, that's cool. Now, you were talking about uh, your time in, um, you know, little jobs that you were, you know, helping the community, like at community centers or whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel like we are missing a lot of like uh, youth centers and community centers where people can go to. How do you feel about that? I agree. I agree. Um, I think there's a lot behind the scenes to blame for that. Um, so like funding is really hard, you know, nonprofits are, they, they struggle. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it now too has, has moved into a virtual world. So I feel like it's a lot harder to go and, and recruit like those youth that need those services out in the communities. It's difficult, but it's not impossible. Right. Um, I, I think there is a need. They're not as relevant as they were before. Um, they still exist. They're not completely extinct. Uh, there's places like Journey House, Running Rebels, to name oh, yeah, a few. Yeah. You know, um, 
it could be too that we're no longer in that world either to see it. That's true. Manifest. Um, but I, I for know for a fact, um, like true school is another one. I know for a fact that there could be more. I just think there's probably, you know, a lack of funding um, or a lot of it's happening probably like within programs. One example I'll give you. Um, so I, I mentioned I was part of federally funded programs in high mm-hmm. school that got me through college. Um, they're called trio programs. So they basically give you grants to go to school. They give you mentors that help you apply because my mom never seen a FAFSA application in her life to sit down and help me with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and those those programs still exist and are, are helping um, youth in our MPS community further the education, know that there's options, exposing them to, you know, careers outside of a doctor and a lawyer that, right. were, that are like put in our head. Um, and their mentoring, mentorship programs are, I feel, coming up too. Um, City Year is an organization too that's really big with that. They pair um, a, like college level students mm-hmm. with a high schooler or middle schooler, I believe. Um, and they give them that one-on-one like, uh, role model that that yeah. you can work with. So um, they're happening within like other groups. So like with inside the schools or inside, you know, other corporations that are like sponsoring those and it's happening, but yeah, there's always room for, for growth. And we do need more mentors for sure. Um, in these spaces, I, for example, I, there's no one that looks like me in my industry. Um, I struggle with that, you know, mm-hmm. like, who, who can I relate to a uh, very male dominated older generation? Um, I'm like the millennial representative, you know? Right. <laughs> um, and so in my head, I'm like, well, that if I don't do it, the next person won't have that either. So I guess it's, it's up to me, you know, I'll be the pioneer. for it. So, yeah. Right. And I, that's one example, but I think that's needed in like a whole bunch of other other worlds um and there's young professionals out there um that are you know um culturally culturally involved they need to give back more into the community true instead of like isolating themselves because they're successful now you know right yeah absolutely i agree with that 100 percent. a lot of people like to um you know, down talk, you know, the community, but, you know, be the first ones out, you know, once they make it or become successful. So mm-hmm. I agree with that hundred percent. No one, it seems like no one is, you know, giving back. And I feel like it's up to our generation to do that, you know, cause we're the adults now we used to be kids, you know, right. uh, reaping the benefits of all the, the youth centers and things like that. I know when I was a kid, I went to, uh, the Marquette Marquette used to have a camp back in the day called, um, uh, NYSP. And, you know, I did that for a couple of years and I feel like that was pretty dope, you know, and uh, that was taken away from us, you know, after like my second or third year. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's why I feel like, you know, really isn't a lot of places to go anymore. But like I said, I could just be out of touch, you know. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, right now, like, okay, this this last year doesn't count. Right. A lot of things probably got (laughs) down. Um, It's also scary to think that some of the organizations that were around like might not make it through this pandemic that we're Mm -hmm. experiencing, unfortunately, Um, even though there are, there are loans, there's assistance out there, um, but it's, it's everyone, right? Like all these small businesses are struggling and hopefully most of them do push through. Um, But a lot of them, yeah, I'm sure they're, they can't like have that contact. That's so important 
that yeah. contact with students. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But um, yeah, Milwaukee is definitely never going to like lack that. I don't think we'll ever be in a world where, okay, these programs are no longer needed. Right. You know, there's tons of resources to go around. Like, I don't think we'll ever get to that point. So if that's yeah. still someone's dream to like give back, there will always be space for that here. 100%. Now I know you're working for uh, Northwestern Mutual, right? Uh, that's a huge bank here in the state. How long have you been with the company and uh, how did you land a spot in the company? Give us a little... Uh... History yeah. lesson on that. <laughs> so I uh, was actually a client um, in college before um, I ever even considered the, the career. And um, someone that I actually um, worked with at worked with at the nonprofit who like we both had our first jobs there when we were 14, 15 years old, um, introduced me to it. So okay. I kept running into him at like coffee shops and such. And it took about three years of him just kind of like planting that seed, telling me about it. Um, but I was good. You know, I was very, I was fine where I was. I was thriving in my career. So it just wasn't the right time. Um, and then one day he it happened to be the right time. I, I was feeling that um, mood that I mentioned earlier where I felt like, okay, I got to do more. There's right. I hit a ceiling in the company I was working for and I, I wanted to do more. I, again, I just didn't know what I was meant for. And I really believe if we don't try things, we'll never know, you know? Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Like people struggle to find their passion. Um, and all they do is like sit and think about it, but it's like, mm-hmm. you won't find your passion if you're not trying different things or experimenting, you know? Right. So that was my mentality when he introduced me, um, to it, I had to get licensed, um, to be able to in the investment world in the insurance world. So there's like a lot of licensing and education you got to go through, so I went through all that while still working my other job to make sure it was like an interest because mm. for me, I had no financial background whatsoever. Um, and while I was talking to people about it and um, studying that stuff, I had like a light bulb turned on where I'm like, oh my God, this is stuff that like everyone needs, but no one ever like talks to us about this. Like, right. How like taxation of things, um, like IRAs, retirement accounts, you sign up for that stuff at companies, but you have no idea what the heck it means. Um, I thought of my mom a lot, like, man, my mom's always, um, wondered, you know, how does social security work and has no clue. And I, I right away was like, I need to do this. This is something that interests me. And I know there's like, there is a need for this type of information. So mm-hmm. yeah, I went for it. I've been with the organization for a year and a half now about. Okay. Um, and the more I talk to people, the more I'm like, oh my God, like schools should be teaching this stuff. There should be right. courses on these basics of budgeting and saving and how to mm-hmm. save or how much to save. Like the, it's a, like some people it's common sense, but to some, they just go get, get through life kind of just winging it they right. just kind of like all right well out of sight out of mind hopefully yeah. by the time i'm old I'm, i have a million dollars put away who knows right. <laughs> you never <laughs> you know, know. money is also very taboo um and that's something i want to break you know we we got to be able to talk comfortably about financials um sometimes you, you talk about financials and people freeze you know people mm-hmm. stiffen up they get anxiety like it's it's so taboo and it shouldn't be if we're trying to break generational curses and become smarter about it um so yeah that's 
that's pretty much like a long story short um, of how I landed, wh- wh- how I got to where I'm at. Um, turns out I'm pretty good at it. I feel resourceful. I have people that will call me over questions for, you know, about signing up for work benefits. What does this mean? How much should I contribute to my 401k? Like little things like that, that fulfills me. Um, Just knowing that, okay, this person is going to make the right choice with their benefits um, because I was able to coach them through it and they're a coachable person. Mm -hmm. Cool. You know, now I'm making impact. Cool. Like that, that to Mm -hmm. me um, means more to me than, than a job, like just having a job to generate income. Um, I I needed a life career that um, others can benefit from. Right. Yeah. It's like you went out there, you saw what you liked, you saw what you didn't like, you know what I'm saying? You saw your strengths and your weaknesses Mm -hmm. and you accepted your calling. So, you know, just based on everything, you know, you've seen and things that you know. So that's pretty, that's pretty good that, you know, you took the leap and uh, you figured everything out and figured out what you truly wanted to do. And like I said, I'm glad you found that. Thank you. Are you uh, self is are you self-employed as well? And if not, is that something in the works on your end or? Somewhat. So with Northwestern Mutual, actually, I'm kind of like a contractor with the company. Okay. Um, so I'm responsible for building my own practice, which is nice because I, I set my own hours. I get to pick and choose who I want to work with, the markets I want to work with. Um, it's just representing like Northwestern Mutual products. You know, Um, I do have like other other side projects. Um, So I have a property where um, I generate income from that. Um, I am starting um, to help my mom with an Airbnb as well. So kind of getting into into those kind of things. Um, And I'm working on this other project where I want to build a billable budget um, that I can um, gift to people. So like. Uh, a budget book where okay. I that it like forces people to to get their finances in order. So that's another project I have going yeah. on. Um, but I don't have like a set like business or set right. business that I run right now. My energy is is as a financial planner. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So. Cool. So what's your sole mission as a financial advisor or as a financial planner? Yeah. So um, I have different, a list of things of why I feel like I'm in my purpose. Um, but first off, breaking generational curses. So really setting people up um, where, you know, 10 years, 20 years later, they're good. They're leaving a legacy behind as well. I feel like that's super important when we speak generational. Like, how do we make sure that the wealth we're building today doesn't leave when you leave the mm-hmm. world? Like, how do we keep it going um, which has actually been been a thing for many years, just in other communities. Um, right. So that that's another one. Um, learning, so like continuing to to challenge myself by getting into other parts of the industry and just taking in as much as possible, so that I can pour that knowledge out um, to clients and to people that I come across as well. Um, so I really want to impact as many lives. Um, and be the go-to person in my community when it comes to financial literacy. Um, whether that means sitting down with one person and helping them save for their kids' education, or whether that or that could be, you know, me going to a seminar with young women that want to learn about how to like manage their first paycheck, you know? Right. Um, 
So it, what, whatever it takes, I like to get creative with it too. But yeah, my mission is to impact lives and be the go-to person in my community for financial literacy. That's awesome. We need more people like you in the community to uh, <laughs> school us on things that we need to know. Because like you said, generational wealth has been um, taught to other cultures, but not necessarily ours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, we were, like you said before, we were always taught to be doctors and lawyers, but we were never taught the the, the financial, you know, literacy part of everything. So yeah, and like you, and for, I'm glad you're in it. Yeah, and I mean, for for me, my background. So uh, my parents immigrated from Mexico here, and then you know started to build. So I am first generation, um, per, like person here in the United States, and so they didn't go to school here, right. um, or their parents never had these things. You know, these mm-hmm. IRA accounts and like life insurance. What's that? Um, so it's like we're we're building humans from scratch almost like we're (laughs) we're assimilating to like what's supposed to be normal it's like Mm -hmm. teaching someone about a checking account oh what's that you know um that that that's why it's so unique it's not Mm -hmm. a on purpose you know it's just that our parents didn't come from that world there was no technology the education was basic math basic reading right and we gotta we gotta really consider the times that they were actually in. So it's not it's not like we're blaming them or anything yeah. like that. It's just we have to accept the times that they were in, what they had to deal with, and uh, how they had to overcome all the obstacle obstacles that they had, you know, in those times. So now it's up to us to you know what I'm saying try to change all the narratives that's been created and you know just grow, you know, and then pass it down to the next generation. You are now listening to Live music podcast in the Midwest. Stay up. Let's lie down and flower lands a sun rush. Warm your skin, those vitamins are good for you. One, you trust for you. It's on a hundred. It's gotta be something now. Still, I'm in love with you. Still, it's nothing that I would not do. Still, worlds collide. Are you down to ride? Still, there's nothing that I would not do Still, worlds collide, are you down to ride? To ride Wanna play just some communication, it's all Don't wanna wait, just some communication, it's all And there I was, casting seeds in the courtyard of your spirit, hoping to grow yields of rose bushes for the embellishment of your soul. 
solely for the embellishment of your soul You are an embodiment of the sun You glow as such, baby Baby, I know as such, baby You have blessed me with your warmth And for that I blessed you with nourishment of touch I blessed you with love I blessed you with doves, my love You are vast More massive than landscape of earth How grand that is How grand you are You are the grandest gesture thus far And for that I thank you I praise you This is why I gaze at you in amazement, baby You are amazing So I ask God Please remove you if you are doing the deed of spite, the deed of darkness to harm me. I got an army of angels, and if you are ever in danger, I send an army of rangers. My love letters, an army of pages. You are worth a war. I would pull a sword for you. I'm in love with you. Stay up. Stay up. I'm in love with you. Stay up. Nothing that I would not do Still Worlds collide Are you down to ride? To ride Still I'm in love with you Still There's nothing that I would not do Still Worlds collide Are you down to ride? Feel a void right here. Nothing. 
nothing. I want more right here. But you, girl, in your love, I'm addicted to you like a drug. Yeah. Now, you and I, uh, we've talked off air about a few topics, and I want to bring some of those to the table. Uh, what did uh, 2020 teach you? That's one of the questions I'm going to be asking a lot of people coming on at the beginning of this year, because now that we finally made it out of 2020, we're into a new year. So uh, what did 2020 teach you, and uh, how do you think it this year 2020 is going to go for yourself and just the world in general? How do you think everything is going to go down? Yeah, so um, I'm a very positive and optimistic person. I believe everything has a silver lining, right? And I'm not here to say like, oh, you know, no one suffered. Everyone's Mm -hmm. over-exaggerating. No, because, you know, 2020 really did hurt a lot of people. Um, They lost a lot of loved ones. People lost their jobs. Like, I'm very uh, conscious of that. Um, But I also feel like there was this trend of... um, like every, oh, there's so much uncertainty, uncertainty, uncertainty. I don't think I've heard that word said <laughs> so much as much as I did last year, 2020. So mm-hmm. um, it made me realize like, why, what if we like stopped saying things are uncertain? Like, why don't, how, well, how come we don't just get rid of that uncertainty and say right. like, no, things can be certain if I control it and control the controllables. Like not mm-hmm. everything's uncertain, you know, like right. um, it things, if you think about it, life forever, we can never predict the future. So why right. is last year all of a sudden the uncertain year when like you could never predict the next year anyway? Right. Um, so I, I learned that you, you can control the controllable. Like if you're going to think things are uncertain, you're going to live in an uncertain way. If you're like, no, like I can, I can control this. Like I, I can um, definitely follow rules when I go into a store and practice social distancing. Mm -hmm. And that's for certain, like, then you're going to manifest that certainty. Like, okay, you'll be safe. You'll probably be safer. You'll probably keep people from, you know, catching a virus. Mm -hmm. Um, You're playing your part and that's, that should feel good. That shouldn't be like you're walking on glass. Right. Um, I also, um, think that 2020 
really forced all of us to learn how to adapt. So people don't like change, right? Like people really struggle with change, mm-hmm. but if you're not changing, you're not growing. Um, so that was the biggest lesson. Um, and I, I'll use this story. So I don't know if you've ever heard the coffee bean by John Gordon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So he talks about basically like if you put an egg in boiling water, it hardens, right? The mm-hmm. carrot, you put a carrot in boiling water, it hardens, um, or sorry, it softens. Um, but if you put a coffee bean, it like deteriorate, it doesn't deteriorate, but it like expands. It like fills the it boiling like dissolves, water into kind coffee. Of it dissolves. There you go. That's the yeah. word. Um, and so the lesson of the book is be the coffee bean. And mm-hmm. ever since I read that, I've lived by that. And I think 2020 really, really showed who was a carrot, who was a, an egg, and who was a coffee bean? Like, right. how do you make it the circumstances? How do you own it? How do you, like, right. take it in and just run with it? Are you just going to, like, be paralyzed on your couch and, like, wait and see what happens? Right. Are you actually going to, like, strategize and figure out how to work around it? Um, or are you going to, like, eh, tiptoe mm-hmm. um, through it um, with stress, you know? And so... I think that was the biggest 2020 lesson. Like, okay, this is testing me to be adaptable. Can mm-hmm. I do this? That was a great analogy there. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I can't put it in any other way. Mm-hmm. Let's make Do what you can. Make what you can of it. You know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's it. It's like, um, a, it's another quote, uh, adapt or perish. Yeah. You know, you got to like adapt. That. You got to, you got to. You got to adapt, dude, because there's, there's no way, because a lot of people, were, like you said, were just sitting, they were scared, they didn't know what to do, they were uncertain, and it's like, dude, you still have to continue your life, man, and follow the rules in doing it, and right. from there, it's just like, you know, everything would be okay, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think a lot of people were just panicking, and the news and the media really, you know, striked a lot of fear in everybody, so, yeah. and I understand that 100%, but at the same time, like you said, you you got to be the coffee bean. You got to figure out ways to adapt and, uh, you know, adjust to the change. Otherwise, you're going to be uncertain. You're going to be unhappy and stressed, you know? For sure. And most people did. You know, like I know a lot of mm-hmm. people that when they were sent to work from home, oh, my God, like <laughs> Zoom was foreign to people. And mm-hmm. the people were uncomfortable. Uh, and they adapted. And then like virtual school happened, right? And I know people with three, four kids who were like, how am I going to do this? They they made it happen. And they probably yeah. don't even take the time to reflect and realize mm-hmm. like you you defeated 2020. Like you, yeah. you made it work. And people don't even realize that they did that. Um, and then there's some that, yeah, got, had anxiety. It, mental health became a big deal. Gained a lot of weight because they lost motivation to work out. Um, and that that's I'm not saying like that's those are terrible people I'm saying that's a lesson too and people Mm -hmm. that happened to them they should sit and reflect and think wow why why did I become this person why why did I get anxious what scared me why is that how can I like move on how can this be my story um, and I, we hear a lot of like good stories, like positive stories, like, oh, so when he was good to me, mm-hmm. I made the most money I ever made, but then everyone that's being highlighted and the ones that struggled or not. And I think the ones that struggled probably should speak about their struggle for right. one, they're not alone. And two, like it's human and it's, it's not bad. That doesn't make them a bad person. If anything, they probably learn more 
than the person that thrived right last year. Yep, absolutely. It's beauty in the struggle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what is what are your some of some of your New Year's goals and resolutions that you have? Yeah. So I'm a big goal oriented person. I always have like sticky notes and like my notes app on my phone, like is always mm-hmm. full of like goals and checklists and all that. But um this year, some of the things that I have on there um involves travel. I love traveling, couldn't do much of it last year, but um, I don't know about this year. It's still going on my list, right? I'm right. Control yeah, the control, absolutely. Like <laughs> um, I want to definitely get a draft of that budget book created um, so I can get it out in front of people as quickly as possible. Um, and then most importantly, I want to um, get more of my, my knowledge, pour more of my knowledge um, out and impact more lives. Um, and that's career based. So just um, using social media more to, um, mm-hmm. you know, get information out there, um, participating in like seminars and talks, uh, things like this, like this podcast, mm-hmm. awesome. um, but making it valuable so that if someone's listening to it, they actually can walk away with takeaways. Um, that's really, really my goal. Um, volunteering, um, is really big for me too. So once those opportunities come up, um, I'm all about it. Um, but yeah, just really getting out there, impacting more lives. And then um, I mentioned some of the personal goals, like more travel and mm-hmm. um, staying healthy too. Health yeah. is super important. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much pretty much it. Um, okay. I'm big into evol- revolving myself with people. And no matter who I meet, whether it's relevant to my job or not, I just feel like everyone we cross paths with, um, you know, they'll either benefit me or I'll benefit them. Um, they all serve a purpose. Look at the the guy that um, I worked my first job with. You know, we mm-hmm. met there. Had we not met when we were 14, who knows how I would have been introduced to this career. Right. Um, it all came full circle. So. I always tell people, like, be nice to everyone, Uh, you know, pay attention to who you meet, because you never know how that person is going to come back in your life. If you avoid people, they're probably going to pop up in your life through another person. And you don't want to be uncomfortable because you avoided Mm -hmm. that. You know, I always say, like, embrace every single person you come across because absolutely you just don't know if you'll need them as a resource or or what. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah. you never know. That's why you can't, like you said, don't, don't, don't shun people off because you never know. Yeah. You just never know. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> right, right. Like how you and I met, right? Yeah, like I've right. been like, who are you? Stop talking yeah, exactly. to me. Like, yep. it. But it's just like, <laughs> no, you you don't know people's missions, you don't know their right. dreams, you don't know, you know, like not everyone will start a conversation with you, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if someone does. Like, why not? I feel like we're right. in this world of angry people or everyone's afraid to even make eye contact now. Yeah, it's weird. It's not cool. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> not cool at all. I think it's just um, how the generation is now, though, because I, I feel like we were the last um, generation that didn't have social media right away. Mm-hmm. Didn't have all the technology. So we still know how to hold a conversation. We still know how to interact. So it's like some people's even our age can't do that because they're so stuck behind the screen, you know, stuck behind the phone. So I feel like that's something that could be, that should be fixed. But Hey, like I said, hopefully people listening can uh, take the game out of this and uh, start being nicer. 
<laughs> yeah, I agree. But then that's also cool. Like if you think about podcasts, right? They're trending now. Um, mm-hmm. Live uh, reels on Instagram and like mm-hmm. videos on Facebook. I try to leverage it more because that's actually the new way to pour into people. Like yeah. they might not want, they might be uncomfortable meeting me one one on one. But if I can just communicate my knowledge to thousands of people at a time, mm-hmm. like that's powerful. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. Like if you go, if you post a podcast, right? Like you will, mm-hmm. you have no idea every every person that's going to listen to it and how it's going to affect their lives. Right. And that's so um cool. That's that's really awesome that we have those tools to leverage. And mm-hmm. it's no longer a world where it's like, well, in order to impact 10 lives, I have to meet with 10 people this week, one right. off, you know, mm-hmm. one one at a time. That's like, man, we're we're multiplying um the people that we're able to reach globally. Right. Not even just Milwaukee mm-hmm. um, or Wisconsin. It's like on a global scale now. It's crazy. Right. So what are some of the products and services you offer as a financial planner? Yeah. So um, what's cool about financial planning is that um, not everyone is the same. Right. So there's no cookie cutter recommendation I can just give to everyone. And I love that because it allows me to be a good listener understand, like be empathetic and understand people's situations. Um, and then also um, learn about their goals. So right. it's really cool that everyone's goals are so different. Um, so I, the first thing I do is I, I get to know someone genuinely, like I will straight up ask them, like, what do you, where do you want to be in three years? Where mm-hmm. do you want to be in 10 years? Um, you'd be surprised how many people stay quiet mm. because they they never sat down to think about it like they're just working 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 busy 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 and forget why like what do you why that's, working? like that's crazy did you forget right right and um that alone um uh, is the first thing i do like let's get your like goals in order and make you 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 making money more intentional like mm-hmm. now let's strive for something right so that's the first thing i do um, I learn about your assets and your liabilities. Um, we put a budget together too to figure out, okay, where where is your money going? We basically get the financial piece in in organized and in order. Um, and then that allows me to put a whole plan together, um, and then recommendations as well. So the plan consists of three parts. So we go over one risk management. So that includes taking care of risk, putting in your plan B. In case you were to get sick or hurt and you couldn't work anymore, like you just, your doctor said, you, you can't use your hand. You can Mm -hmm. no longer have a job, you know, Um, things like life insurance, like making sure, God forbid, something happens, your kids are good. You know, the mortgage is taken care of your half of the income isn't like a burden on your spouse. Um, that's another thing. Um, and then um, long-term care insurance is also something that's never talked about, but that involves covering your expenses when you're older and you need like assistance at home, or maybe you want to move to a nursing home or something like that, you know, that covers that. So risk management is the first thing we cover. And most of that's education. Like me, just people don't know about it. Let me educate you, tell you why you need it. Okay, cool. 
Um, the second thing we cover is wealth accumulation. So strategizing ways to build your assets. Mm -hmm. um, how do you like save better for long-term goals versus just stuffing thousands of dollars in one savings account at your bank? Because that's all right. you know that's out there. How um, educating on like investing to like, how do we put some money aside and let it work for you? Um, instead of just keeping it in your sock drawer where it's losing value. Yeah. Um, so things like that. And then lastly, um, retirement planning. So we'll talk about, okay, when you want to retire, how much money or income do you want in retirement? Um, and then what are you doing about it? Like what, what accounts do you have to work? Um, I always first look at what employers offer because they're benefits for a reason. They, mm -hmm. they're usually like the things you want to take advantage of. Right. Um, and then if there's anything complimentary that we are supplemental to add, um, they can do that through Northwestern Mutual. So, um, it's pretty much the long-term stuff that, that I offer. Um, you okay. cannot open up a checking or savings at Northwestern Mutual. Um, that's something that you should have, of course, for short term. Mm -hmm. I cover like the middle and long term piece of your life. Like, how do we plan for that? Instead of you just, you know, knowing how next month's going to go and that's it. Right. Um, so, yeah, those that that's what what the services, I guess, that I offer. OK. I want to get your opinion. Well, you you already spoke on it with, you know, the services that you offer, but starting off with the um, importance of saving money, how important is it to save money with everything we know now, the year that we just been through? Mm -hmm. What's your take on that? Oh, man. So everyone can save, right? I think there's this um, idea that like, if you have debt, you have to pay that off before you can start saving or you have to be making a lot of money to start saving. But truth is, you know, kids that earn allowance can can save. Like it doesn't matter right. your income. Um, you just will have different amounts that that you're saving for different purposes. Um, and if the pandemic really taught the whole country something, it's the importance of saving and having a plan B. No mm -hmm. one could have predicted a pandemic. Like no one. That was crazy. I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> Like, I remember it being March and I was telling people like, I'll probably see you in like May. Is this, this is just short, short term, right? right? <laughs> no one ever could have seen this coming. And I'm sorry to say, but like we, who's to say like, it might not happen again in our lifetime. Exactly. Or who's to say we might not experience a recession. Like we just can't like predict mm -hmm. for that, but we can plan for stuff like that. Right. Um. Also, people rely on their jobs way too much. They think their jobs are the most loyal things around. You can't, your job is never promised. And if that is the only income that you um, have coming in the door is through your job, like that you really should be saving mm -hmm. in case, yeah, you lose your job tomorrow, the building burns, burns down, whatever, what are you going to do? Um, right. So th those should be enough reasons to convince you like the importance of saving um, but then there's um, a bunch of other stuff. So like, do you want to do things in life? Mm -hmm. You know, like, do you want to travel? Do you want to have more kids? Do you want a big wedding? Do you want your a house, start right. a business someday? You know, if you don't start saving something now versus nothing, like when do you think all of that's going to happen? Right. Is it just going to stay in your head forever? Or like, 
you think you're just going to get a big bonus and then be like, this is it. Let me, let me go do this stuff. Um, I think if we start saving for little things like that, we'd all be happier. We'd be more at peace. We'd have peace of mind that, you know, if I lo- you lose your job, it's cool. you got three months of bills covered because you mm-hmm. saved that. Um, and, and that's what's so important. For retirement, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, with our generation, you yeah. know, that, that we can get into also. But um, for me, like in, in general, overall, I conclude that saving is super important because we live in an uncertain world. Right. And yeah. I, I talked about like not thinking that way. Um, but my point is like, you don't know what can happen. You just can't rely yeah. on anything. Um, but if you have money put away, that's, that's insurance. That's like your, right. your plan B. And if you don't have a plan B, like you're going to be the first one struggling mm-hmm. or, or borrowing money from people because you, you banked on your on your job or you banked right. on the world being perfect. Right. <laughs> so um, let me play a little devil's advocate here. Let me try to speak to people. <laughs> cool. You know, um, Lupita, it's hard to say if I got bills, I got kids, I got a lot on my plate, you know what I'm saying? So what's some, what's some tips you would give to somebody that would uh, respond that way to you? So good. That, that's a good point. Um, there are a lot of people that are check to check. Right. Mm-hmm. And they just can't seem to to get out of that. Um, so there's steps that you have to take. You can't just like change your life overnight, but you can change it. Um, so the first thing I say is get organized, mm-hmm. you know, like get set, sit down, write down a list of goals, um, list, list your expenses. Like for many people, they they sit there and say, oh, yeah, I got kids are broke. But the mm. first, the new iPhone comes out and they're the first ones in line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, think about like subscriptions that you don't need. Um, like Netflix, do you, do you really need it? Or could you use your sisters? Mm. Um, Amazon Prime. So are you, you know, shopping more on Amazon because your shipping is free? Like get rid of right. all that. Yeah. <laughs> less. Like there's, there's ways that I always find that people can save on. They just have to sacrifice it and live within their means instead of like choosing to struggle because you won't give up the things you still want. Um, So to better yourself, you have to make that decision, you know, Uh, improve your resume, find a job that pays you more, bring Mm -hmm. more income into the house, do something about it. Don't just complain and say, I'm check to check, but I've been working as a, you know, server for five years. Like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, well, you're showing that you're content. Yeah, go right. do something about it. Oh, I, I, I'm not skilled in anything else. Go back to school. Mm-hmm. MATC now has like these amazing programs that they're offering right. where if you graduate as a nurse, they'll like not charge you tuition. Like it's, right, yeah. there's no excuses anymore. Timing is everything for people too. So some people are in the time of their life where it's hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. They're They're young. You know, they, they're not, they, now they have three kids and they're raising them on their own. Um, that's real. Right. And you, okay, go through that right now. Um, but if you don't make little changes now, you're going to be in the same place where, like, where you're at now in five years. Right. You know, so. Come on with an escape plan. Right. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I like that. <laughs> um, I'd say stay off social media. If yeah. you're 
if you have other priorities, like you should not be on social media, mm-hmm. that that can be bad too. Um, the ads can like convince the ads you or to... even like people um living little like more lavish lives than you. You know, it can it can uh put down your little your self esteem there. You know what I'm saying? If you see everybody living a certain life and you're not doing that, you know, yeah. a lot of people can lose confidence in themselves. You know, that gets the people. That mm-hmm. really does. Um, and yeah, if you're not sit, making time to like sit down and budget um, and really like figure things out, like I'm saying, like withdrawing cash, mm-hmm. putting them in different envelopes, whatever it takes, cutting out coupons, whatever it takes that you like right. <laughs> yourself together, you should not be on social media. It's only going to like drag you down this rabbit hole where you could be mm-hmm. like improving yourself instead during that time um so that's that's my recommendation people that are struggling put your ego aside you know um and ask for help find someone that's doing what you want to do um educate yourself there's all of these sources for free online Mm -hmm. youtube videos that will teach you basic stuff like like learn learn about stuff Mm -hmm. like how do i save you know how do i build a budget oh man i don't i'm broke what do i do like there's so many there's so much information out there there's really no excuse um i do feel like timing is everything though like yeah mm-hmm. maybe right now is not a good time to start saving for retirement but let's let's get you together you know let's, yeah. let's organize your stuff let's figure out what got you into debt in the first place if you need mm-hmm. if you got a brand new car last year that was probably a bad choice. Let's right. look into refinancing. Um, there, there's just so many different like ways to crawl out of that struggle. It's just not overnight either. Like that's something you gotta want. Um, you gotta give yourself, you know, a year or whatever, mm-hmm. like six months. I'm gonna like be better and then work towards it on a daily yep. basis. I believe 2020 has taught us a huge lesson on saving and uh being prepared for what may happen. Like, like a lot of people were, they were laid off, um, lost their jobs completely and millions weren't even paid like unemployment and, uh, or even a, a stimulus check. Yeah. I was one of the people I didn't get a stimulus check the first time. So, you know, mm-hmm. and on top of that, um, I was laid off from one of my jobs I was working. So I know that was like super weird, but 2020 has taught me like, dude, you got to be prepared for something like this to happen again. Like, I don't even know it might happen this year. We don't know. Mm-hmm. you know right. so it's just like dude we got to get on the ball and like you said um find out your needs and uh pretty much lay down the foundation and then build it from there so i, I like your points on that you're right you're right a lot of it's bad habits too mm-hmm. you know like yeah. we're just so my like my mom um for example hustler you know worked hard mm-hmm. but she loved credit cards yeah she loved credit cards we would go shopping and you know i i wanted a purse She'd be like, you earn it, get it. Life is short. Just put it on the mm-hmm. card. Like that was her advice. Mm-hmm. And it was like, <laughs> wow, if I tell my daughter that one day, like we are going to all have this bad, same bad habits, That's all true. crank up all this debt forever. Like, no, I need to be the one that breaks that. So if I can't afford it, I'm not getting it. A right. purse is a, a want, not a need. So like different little things like that, like check your habits, check yourself. Like mm-hmm. what, what do you, are you eating out a lot for what? Right. Right. Like, is yeah, that just I love habit? cooking at home. Cooking at home is the best thing you can yeah. do. The food is better anyway. 
You <laughs> might have food in the fridge to cook mm-hmm. and you have the time, but out of habit, you go and order that pizza out mm-hmm. of habit. You know, right. you're not even that hungry. You just nope. go do it because it's it's convenient. Pink, you're like, yeah, convenient. why not? It's mm-hmm. Friday. Like you can't right. you try to justify it, right? Like <laughs> it's Taco Tuesday. We have to. We right. Have to like, <laughs> or like these uh these uh companies they throw deals out on certain days or whatever. It's like, oh, I gotta go because it's a deal. <laughs> oh, that's another. So we we're talking about social media, like mm-hmm. influencing us. Uh emails. Oh my god, like unsubscribe from those emails, you guys. Yeah. You got Domino's sending you coupons every day. Unsubscribe. <laughs> like, you don't need that. Right. That influencing your life. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I swear. They, they'll send them to you or they'll mm-hmm. be all on your Facebook timeline. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, do what you got to do. Like, I don't know. I just feel like people are, full, are more full of excuses than they are um, full of motivation to better themselves. Um, right. and we, we need to like really re reassess that. Right now. I know there's something you feel strongly about. You said something about it earlier and that's how us millennials, uh, should approach, uh, retirement. So tell us, um, what's your opinion on the importance of retirement and, um, how do you feel like us millennials need to step our game up when it comes to planning for the future? I know you tap, I know you touched on that a little bit, but I want you to dig deeper into that. Yeah. Um, so a lot of jobs um, offer retirement accounts and we have to take full advantage of that because a lot of them will give you money. Like they're actually literally depositing money um, for you for your retirement. And um, you'd be surprised how many people are offered it, but they don't take advantage of it. Right. Um, so it's it's like you, me saying, here's a hundred dollars and you're like, I'm good. Like, mm-hmm. right. That's, it makes no sense. <laughs> Um, so those are accounts you can take advantage of, but then institutions like ours has IRA accounts that, um, are offered too that force you to save for retirement because there's rules. Like you can't touch that money until you're 60. So it like forces you to leave it alone until you're at retirement age. Um, now the reason it's so important, um, is because our parents and grandparents, they had um, social security to depend on and it was, they have it and it's livable. Like you can probably be fine and survive and have a roof over your head and have like the basic life necessities with it. Um, Our generation, we we're going to have it. There's enough money in the reserves to get something, but we're going to get like 50% of what's given today. Um, I usually run an estimate of how much based on your age and when you want to retire, how much you're predicted to get, you can go on, um, ss.gov and get a prediction too, depending on how many years you've worked, um, and put into it through taxes, um, to get an estimate too. But it's like, you'd be lucky if you're getting $10,000 a year, that's less than a thousand dollars a month. Um, and not to mention inflation, right? Um, things are just going to get more expensive over the years. So either you start saving now and you retire later, or you're never going to retire. Um, now a lot of people are okay with that, right? Like they're entrepreneurs, business owners, they love what they do and they want to work forever. That's cool. That's fine. Um, I'm not saying, you know, officially retirement, now you go and sit on your couch until you die. Like mm-hmm. it sounds depressing for a lot of people. People are like, no, I don't want to retire. I'm going to die fast. And it's like, right. no, 
Retirement means being at a place in your life where if you don't want to work one day, you don't have to. If you want to like go um, at a resort in Casamel, Mexico for a month, you can do that. If you want to, I don't know, like travel with grandkids and just chill, like you have the means to do that because you worked so hard and saved your whole life to be able to do that. Um, last thing I'll say about the importance of saving for retirement. Um, a lot of us are either waiting to have kids, um, not having kids at all, or we're not having enough of them. Like Mm -hmm. some are just having one or two and that's cool. Um, but we, so we're, we probably have bigger families and we, um, will have to take care of our parents. And I think we don't want to think about that. Um, but it's reality where a lot of us are going to be stuck with, you know, mom knocking on the door and she can't live alone anymore because she needs help getting around the house. Well, what does that mean? Um, that means you're, you're leaving work now you're getting paid less because you're working less. You're not, you now have another dependent. So that's more income um, Mm -hmm. that you'll need. And if you have a retirement account, um, you know, and you're around that age, by the time your parents get to that point, you're good. You, you'll yeah. have funds to pull from. So that's something we also have to think about um, when we think like retirement savings. Um, oh, and then those accounts, the IRA accounts that I mentioned, a lot of them have cool perks um, where you can use the funds to um, pay for your child's education, uh, put it to use towards your first house as well. You can okay. use some of those funds too. Um, so don't think like, oh, I'm just going to save all this money and not use it until I'm like an old lady um, or man. Um, some yeah. of those accounts you can take advantage of while you're still younger. Um, during the pandemic, the government allowed people to touch their IRAs account, IRA accounts if they were struggling economically as right. well. Um, so you just never know those accounts, you know, are you can only win with, with a saving for retirement. Um, you can't really, you know, lose much or right. it's a, it's more of a gain than it is a loss. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. Studies say that um, millennials, we are like truly behind when it comes to the saving and life insurance. I looked it up last night. And that's just a crazy fact. Uh, why do you feel like it is this way? And um, yeah, what can we do to change that? Why do you think we're behind in saving? Yeah, just millennials, just us. Like, or uh, we're behind in savings and like just being on top of life insurance. Um, For one, I think that we are um, slower than our parents when it comes to like settling down. Like we're very, we're way more ambitious. Mm-hmm. Um, So like, we're not just going to school, getting a job, starting a family. Like, right. We are, we still think we're like, you know, we, I feel like we think we get stuck in our early twenties for like 10 years. We do. (laughs) Um, Some of us are going back to school, like later, um, people are holding off on having kids, getting married, even buying a house. Um, and I think because they're holding off on all that, they don't think the other adulting quote unquote stuff isn't applicable to them yet. Um, you know, life insurance, someone's like, well, for what? I don't have kids. Um, but they don't think, oh, well, what about your loved ones? Don't you have parents? Right. Like, you know, or, <laughs> right. 
also those things are good to know now versus like in 10 years Mm -hmm. when you could have planned for it. Um, So I I just think that um, we're, we're not thinking that it's for us. Like I think millennials feel that they have time. Um, They're not there yet. You know, um, Mm -hmm. they have all these other things they want to achieve first. And um, they think time, you know, is in their favor. They forget that time still, time doesn't stop. It keeps going. Um, So that would be my answer to that question is I just feel like we're a unique group of people that um, really we're we're too free. We're a little too like, you know, we think we're invincible and like, you know, the world is ours and nothing is impossible, which is great. Mm. That's a cool way to think. Um, I just think we, we, because of that, we tend to put this important stuff off as much as possible because we think we we can deal with it later. Right. We got to bring it down a little bit. We all think we're invincible. Like you said, we got (laughs) to get a little humble. (laughs) Right. That's why I said we got to check ourselves sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, when it comes to the small business scene here in Milwaukee, what do you see and how important is a small business um, in a city like this? Yeah. So um, I think our small businesses here, specifically Milwaukee, um, keeps our culture. Like, I think it makes our culture so unique. Like, you don't see as many Applebee's or, right. you know, TGIFs around um, because smaller businesses are, are opening up. There's like, they're everywhere. And it's so right. cool. Um, there's these like even common areas um, like Sherman Phoenix, for example, such a dope spot. Oh, yeah all these little businesses Mm -hmm. together in in one place, like we're changing the way malls look even it's, it's cool. And it makes Milwaukee. Um, So I do think like they're starting to like pop up more, which is, which is great. I don't know what there is to blame for that. Maybe our entrepreneurial spirit in this generation um, is bigger than it used to be, but it's happening. And for me, what I see is how do we keep it? Like, how do we make sure that, um, this is not just a small temporary thing, you know, like how do we mm-hmm. multiply it? Like, okay, let's get some of these businesses to have multiple locations or, right. you know, they stay standing forever for generations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the way, the reason that's important is if they make money, they can pour back into our little economy here in, in the city And that's how we'll better everything. That's how we'll thrive. We talked about youth programs earlier. Maybe that's the answer, right? Right. Like now we have these business owners that believe in empowering our youth and they're making money. So now they're pouring into these organizations Mm -hmm. and like it comes full, full circle. Um, So that's, that's what I'm seeing right now where there's opportunity even more for financial literacy with these business owners. Um, How do we like keep it? So it's, continues to thrive mm-hmm. um we're continuously supporting it um and then keeping it like a, a per- making it a permanent thing we're like Absolutely. kids inherit it um now other kids are like able to pop up um their own businesses because these businesses pour into those um so on and so forth so um i think you get my long. my point with small businesses like it's just important to um pour back into where the, like the economy that where it's needed versus, I don't know, like making the CEO out in Ohio filthy rich. 
Right. You know, or it doesn't even like come back to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's crazy. But that's a good insight. We need to keep our buildings building standing or like you said, expand them. So what's your favorite part about your career? And then tell us your most uh, challenging part uh, you face while climbing the ladder to success. Um, so my favorite and then challenges. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I say my, my favorite part is being able to pick and choose who I want to talk to. Um, and my market is very untouched, right? Mm -hmm. So like no one is really talking to those that I'm talking to. Um, a lot of advisors kind of stay within like wealthy communities or like higher professionals that they know or are connected to somehow mm-hmm. um, I be- that are already successful too. Right. I, I like that too, of course. Like I, I work with a lot of young professionals in the Milwaukee community that are um, minorities. Um, I don't like to say minorities anymore, but right. um, what else would you, can you help me replace that word? Um, I know. Diverse. Yeah, diverse. diverse. Let's just say okay. diverse. Uh, I know we're trying to we're trying to move away from the minority because yeah, yeah, like we're not a minority anymore. <laughs> Let's move. I feel that a hundred percent. We got to move yeah. past that. So, like diverse communities. Yeah. Um, I believe in starting the conversation before our diverse mm. communities are successful. Okay. So it's like okay, slowly building to the point where they're being smart with their money instead of approaching someone that had to learn the lessons first like mm. they're already in debt they're already they already messed up their credit's already bad right. like that's harder to like help pull someone from it's a lot better to train you know a brand new puppy with right. nothing there um so I, I i feel like that's my favorite part just being able to talk to this market that no one else is talking to and um it's impactful you know it's it's really it applies to everyone. There's no certain person that where it doesn't apply to or they don't need it. Everyone mm. needs, you know, financial right. planning. Um, so that that's what I love. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I pick and choose who I want to talk to and mm. being out talking to people, meeting people is so fun. It's awesome. Um, the challenge. So um, just like you can give someone a gym membership for free, you know, it doesn't mean they're going to go work out every day. Right. You, know, you can give someone a diet plan. Doesn't mean they're going to follow it. Um, that happens with me. You know, I can put plans together, give people recommendations. Um, and there are, there are clients that apply what I tell them. And months later, they're like, oh, my God, I just paid off like two credit cards. I did what you told me. Thank you. Now I want to like open up a brokerage account because I can do that, you know, <laughs> cool because someone's coachable and they did what I told them to do. But then there are people who are like, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll start that next year. And so that's hard for me to, um, I I care a lot and like Mm -hmm. it, it bothers me when someone doesn't, it shouldn't bother me. It shouldn't be my business, but it does. It bothers me when someone like asks for help, but then doesn't really want it. Um, so I get it though. A, it should make you a little mad. You know, you you offered your services, kind of wasted your time, you know. Yeah, it's, a, it's <laughs> that's a challenge. Like, right. like you're just getting through to people, um, getting them to want to be coachable, like that's hard. Um, and then the money taboo thing is also a challenge, and that's something I want to break down. Like, like um, you you ask them their income, and they're like they're whispering it, right? Why? Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, you, even the word life, the words life insurance, 
oh my God, people like get all uncomfortable. And it's like, why do you even know how it works, what it is like? um, So that's been a challenge, just being able to get people uncomfortable, but not like too uncomfortable where now they they, they just want to like ghost me entirely. Like I want (laughs) to make sure it's, it's a working relationship so that that can be a little a little bit of a challenge but gotcha. not a deal breaker gotcha <laughs> so um a couple more questions now i'm gonna let you let you get out of here where do you see yourself in 10 years um good good one so i um always i'm someone that feels like learning never stops so I hope to earn a few designations, uh, which basically means you you specialize in financial planning in like different different areas. Um, so there's like designations for like divorcees or some for like elderly retired retired people, things like that. So I really mm. want to become like a, a specialty. Um, I maybe will have like my own firm in ten right. years. You know, be that go to person that. Um, people just think of when they, when they need to do financial planning. Mm. Um, yeah. And hopefully happily married with kids. So that's good. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Now, since, since this is live radio, the music podcast, we got to talk a little music. So what's your favorite kind of music, your favorite artists? Are there any local people that you, that got your attention? Yeah, I listen to everything. So to be honest, like, okay, reggaeton, right? Like I'm yeah. Mexican. I got my Latin uh, side that always uh, screams for me. So bachata mm-hmm. music, um, I, I'll jam to Bad Bunny. Um, mm-hmm. But then I, while I'm working, I like a little lo-fi hip hop instrumental. Um, I also like old, like um, R&B and hip hop female artists. So like okay. Kalani is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, Jean Oko, Eko. I don't know how to yeah. say your last name. Aiko or something like Aiko, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, people like Miguel, um, like smooth, like good music. Um, I'll jam to some Drake. Yeah. Um, I I listen to a lot of like I like old older stuff. And by Same. older, I'm not like like 80s music. No, I like yeah. you know, when non-radio like the, stuff. Like don't right. I'm I'm like sorry. the uh, late '90s, early 2000s type of music. Yeah, and that's yeah, my way know. too. It's always a vibe when I'm at work. Just pop my headphones in, right? Like it don't matter who come on. It can be some Mary J from uh, yes. Miguel to uh, Beyonce. It, it don't matter as long as it's uh, some some we grew up on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So things like that that kind of music I'll jam to. Um, local artists. There's actually uh, brothers. Um, shout out to Noni and Gago. They're coming out with an album okay. called Tiempo. Um, I'll share more information with you later, but they are up and coming Latin um, reggaeton artists also. Okay. Um, and they're doing a really good job. Like their, their vibe is cool. It's not like hardcore, um, like, like Spanish rap. It's like super right. smooth, cool, danceable music. So um, those are, I feel like my favorites right now i need okay. to like tune in some more local artists i'm i'm slacking on that but it's all good that's what we got the, uh <laughs> that's what we got a lot of radio for <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah you've been doing a great job i've been tuning in and i'm like thank right, you yeah jamming. yeah that, that's what it's for you know i've been doing it uh going on two years now so oh, yeah wow. that's, that's been the main sole purpose was to uh, get local artists out there and heard by people who might not know them you know <laughs> yeah yeah 
For sure. So cool. No, I yeah. enjoy your podcast very much, and I appreciate you switching things a little around and adding a little twist with with me. So yeah, this was this yeah. was definitely dope. I really enjoyed this experience. Um, that's but like I said, that's pretty much all I got for you today. Are there any uh shout outs you want to do before you head out today? Want to give you your social media? Um, yeah, you guys can follow me on Positive Tita, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook. I'm just Lucita Avalos. Um, and that's all I have. Oh, Snapchat, Lucita underscore MKE. Um, yeah, I think that I mentioned all of them. <laughs> I <Okay>. like, <laughs> we, we keep getting these, these new social media spots. Right. Up. TikTok and all this other stuff oh, popping man. up on us, you know. I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah, no. Back then when we were kids, we were always hit, but I can't. I have. I don't even have a TikTok or nothing like that. Neither so. do I. Neither <laughs> do I. I. I need like a whole day to learn about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's that's it. Thank you. Oh right, yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on the show. Like I said, thanks for giving my uh, platform a shot to uh, do something different today. So thanks for calling in. I just wanna be-